say it that way. And uh, we know that 2020 is the year of vision, and, and um, it seems like, of course, everywhere you look in 2020, everybody's, everybody's uh, logo, or not logo, but theme is going to be, you know, something about vision. Uh, I was reading an email from my superintendent today, and he was talking about general conference, and uh, of course, the theme is, you know, vision. Like, wow, I wonder where they got that from, but that unique idea. So... Uh, we're going to we're going to talk about or something the Lord laid on my heart was people truly seeing the attributes of Christ in us beyond me just trying to be a Christian, but truly show the attributes of Christ to this to this world. I, I want to, let's read John. I got you standing. I'm sorry. John 12, 20. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip, which was of the Seida of Galilee and desired him saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Say that. We would see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew, and Philip tells Jesus. And look at Jesus' response. This was a Greek. It wasn't a Jew. It was a Greek that uh, worshipped, either had converted or was just a worshiper of the Jewish ways. He'd come to worship in the feast. And Jesus answered them saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat Fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now we know he's talking about his death. But it goes beyond. It goes beyond that. It, it attaches itself to you and I. Verse 25. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And so in verse 24, he leaps from this teaching, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, representing what was going to be happened with him. But then he moves it to you and I. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal until life eternal. Last verse. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. 
Lord, I ask that tonight you break the bread before us. Lord, that you will deliver your word into our lives. I ask that we open up our minds and our hearts to hear what the Spirit of God has to say and help us to receive it. Bring revelation. We need revelation, God. We need our minds to be opened by the Spirit of God like you did the disciples when you opened their minds to understand all the Scripture. Lord, open up our minds tonight that we might hear and understand and be changed. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. Turn to a few people around you and just tell them, let them see Jesus. And you can, you can be seated. So our focus for 2020 is going to be for Jesus to be seen in our life to others. That everywhere that I go, it will be Jesus that will be seen. It's like the saying in the word of the Lord, or not the saying, but the scripture where the Bible says that they could tell that these men had been with Christ. They could tell that these men had been with the Lord. Listen, it is not it is not a good thing when you've known someone for a few months or a year and one day you hear them say, "Oh, I didn't realize you were a Christian." Now they didn't mean anything bad by that. They were sorry they offended you, potentially. But it's not a good thing for them to come out after a year of knowing you and saying, oh, I didn't realize you were a Christian. That's something they should know the day they meet you. And not necessarily because you're being rude and mean <laughs> and spatting things out at them, but just because of your life and the very attributes of Christ are shining through this old hardened flesh that there's enough God in us that when they meet you, they can feel something. I have always believed, and I still believe today, and I, 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 just, I know that this is true. We are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings, and people can feel your spirit. You know what I am saying. You can feel another person's spirit, and I just want them, when they meet me, I want them to say, I see he's a man, but there's something there that I can't quite put my finger on. Something different about this one. And if they hang around very long, they're going to know it is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Give God some praise. And so we want the Lord to see us. Word of the Lord tells us in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 14. Ye are the light of the world. Tell your neighbor, you are the light of the world. Now what does that mean? That means without you, the world is in darkness. 
You are the light of the world. Now we can bring that a little closer home if you please. You are the light of your family, the light of your neighborhood, the light of your friends, maybe the light of your co-workers or the light of those that are within the circle of influence in your life. You are the light of your world and if we don't let the light shine, then your world is going to be in darkness. You and I are the one that God chose to bring his light to those individuals. He pulled you out of your family. He chose you. You might be the only one saved in your family. And he chose you and brought you out. And then he put you back in so that you could be a light to a dark world. Your world, the one that surrounds you. And so if we can come to the revelation and the understanding that we are the light of the world. He goes on to say, and a city that is set, set upon a hill cannot be hid. Why? Because of the light that shines from it. Verse number 15. Neither do men light a candle. Everybody say a candle. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, say a candlestick. And it giveth light to all that are in the house. So Jesus says in verse number 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven say amen so he said here neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel no where do they put it on they put it on a candle stick we don't take this light and hide it when you and i receive the gift of the holy ghost we let it shine so bright when god came into our life and we spoke in tongues as his spirit gave the utterance when we were baptized in the name of jesus christ we came out of that water loving everybody you know what i'm talking about you loved your enemies you even loved your spouse you came out of that water loving everybody. You love those brat children of yours. You love that mean co-worker of yours. You love that snotty, uh, stuck-up neighbor of yours. You loved everybody. You, you were kind to everybody. Why? Because that light was shining so bright inside of you. You could not keep it hid. You were changed. And you became the light to your world. But like any other wick any other candle any other flint uh, it began to get a little set around the lens uh, it began to get a little black on top and it's got to be trimmed and worked on and that's what happens to us we come to the house of God and after a while and we don't let the word of God trim us up we don't let the word of God clean us up we don't let the word of God keep us bright and so we become a little dim and we're like putting our light under a bushel 
special. It's not shining as bright uh, as it used to be. We don't impact people like we used to impact them. They don't see us coming like they used to see us coming. We found out how to kind of blend in, if you please. But it's my desire that God will stir me up, that God will touch me, my heart and my mind. Help me get the old trimmer out, God. Let me trim up this thing. Let this light shine again. I am the light of my world. And the revelation that I have somehow got to get a hold of is that if I don't shine, then they will dwell in darkness and they will not be able to find their way out. I don't have a choice. God didn't send anybody else. He sent me. He didn't save someone else. He saved me. He called me out. He chose me. He chose you. To be that light. Somebody shout out, I'm a light. Most of us fit into this description. We assume that we are allowing our light to shine simply because we have some personal walk with God. We dress a certain way. Obey certain rules and do certain things, and all those things are good, and they are must. But somehow, we've got to ask ourselves, is our light truly being seen by men? Is the light that they are seeing portraying the attributes of Jesus Christ? That is the mirror that you and I need to look into. You might be working for him, but are you acting like him? (laughs) You hear me? You might be laboring in his kingdom, but are your actions the actions of Christ? That's the question. Because your labor isn't going to save men. No, it's not. Your work isn't going to draw men to Him. What's going to draw men to Him is the miracle that God can take a rotten piece of flesh like mine and yours and put glory on it and let something sweet come out of it. Let something good come out of it. Let something kind come out of it. Oh, you hearing the preacher tonight. You know I'm telling the truth, and I'm just getting started tonight, but you know I am telling the truth. We let our labor for the kingdom substitute a genuine attribute of Christ. I must be all right because I'm spending nine hours or 10 or 12 hours out of my week doing things for the kingdom of God, working in the kingdom of God. And thank the Lord that you do because this thing would fall apart without you. But we're not here to save one another. We're already saved. We're here to reach a world that is lost. Listen, your light doesn't shine in this building. Watch me. God doesn't need your light in this building. He's got his own light in here. 
when we come into this place and we begin to praise him and we begin to glorify him they don't know nothing about you they haven't met you they don't know if you're kind mean right they don't know anything that's going on in your life the only thing they know is they feel something drawing them there's a conviction that's come into them it brings them down to this altar they throw their hands up in the air and God fills them with the Holy Ghost what is that that's his congregation coming together and worshiping their God and he is in the midst of their praise and when he comes into the midst sinners are drawn unto him and they are convicted of their sins but our light doesn't shine in here our light shines when we walk out that door and we meet them on that street we got to change. Every day we've got to get up and we must consciously address ourselves and say, Today am I acting like Christ. The situation that I am in, the dilemma that I am in, the circumstances that has arose, is my response Christ-like? That is how we let our light shine. In a world that is dark. He said you put it on a candlestick. He said you take. He said you don't hide that candle underneath a bush. You don't take that candle and put it underneath a basket. He said no. What do you do? You take that candle. The light. The Holy Ghost. And what do you do to make it shine? You put it on a candlestick. You know what that candlestick is? That candlestick is your flesh. It represents you. This is Jesus Christ given a, a, a typology of the Holy Ghost. The brightness and the power and the glory of God coming into old rotten sinful flesh. He said that's where I'm going to put this light. I'm not going to put it on something glorious or celestial. He said I'm going to put it on an old hard beaten candlestick and I'm going to let it shine before men because I am here to tell you the greatest witness in this world is for them to see you and I truly living like Christ and behaving and showing attributes that are Christ like is the miracle of it all that humanity that is full of sin full of envy, strife hatred, bitterness all of the fallen qualities of humanity if you want to know what they are go to the word of God and read about the works of the flesh and God said on flesh I will put my spirit That's what's going to be the miracle. You know how it was. When we first got saved. What you were before you were saved. And then you get saved. And people come. And they meet you. And they want to go do what you used to do. And. You say, I don't do that anymore. I met Jesus. And then you, you're so presumptuous that you actually invite them to church. You got to come meet this God that I have met. Half of them don't even believe you. It's so far-fetched. It's so crazy. 
to think that someone like you's life could be changed, watch me now, in one day. Not years in prison and you finally figure it out. Not weeks and some kind of months and some kind of rehabilitation center and they reprogram your brain. Not months of some kind of uh, self-help program that helps you to behave a little better or control your anger control management classes or whatever it is. And you've been going through these classes for years and they slowly watch you, a very slow process, uh, become a better person. No! They left you yesterday and came back today. They left a heathen and a jerk and a and a drug addict and a alcoholic or a wife abuser or, or the list just goes on some sinner. That's what they left yesterday. They show up today and there's some brand new creature standing in front of them. That, my friend, is the miracle of it all. That's what he meant when he said, I'm going to take that candle and I'm going to put it on a candlestick. I'm going to put my power in you. I'm going to put my glory in you. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own. Somebody say it with me. I am not my own. For ye are bought with a price. Watch what he says. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. My candlestick. I bought it. I breathe the breath of life in it. And I put the light on it. And I want it to shine in a world that is dark. And that's not us running around screaming our doctrine. The carnal mind cannot receive the things of God. They won't understand it, won't comprehend it. But everybody understands love. Everyone understands kindness. And there's human love and then there's God love. Jesus himself said, he said, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're kind to someone who's kind to you. He says, what have you gained? He said, the heathen do that. There's human love. But God love, his love, is kind to those who are unkind to you. Love those who don't love you. Praise for those who despitefully use you. What is that? That's the liar. On what? On a candlestick. What is that? Brother Chance used to have an anger problem. I know that you told me about that. You killed people, and no, I'm, I, I don't think you told me that. You had an ang you had an anger problem. You still got one. It's getting better though. Getting a lot better. So what is that? That God put a candle on you, on that old anger-filled body 
and he put his spirit in you and he began to work in you and people became amazed that you were able to control your temper three seconds longer than you used to. Now I'm picking at him. He's doing great. <laughs> doing great. God says, I'm going to take that old candlestick and I'm going to put, I'm going to put that on you. And you're going to shine bright because I'm putting you back in the world. I'm not taking you out of your world. You are the light to your world. I'm not taking you out of your world. I'm not taking it out of the people that knew you. I'm not removing you. Oh, I may in the instance of the fact that you have to separate yourself. And you're not going to fellowship in their ungodliness anymore. He said, but I'm not removing and isolating you. There's a difference in being insulated and being isolated. He will insulate us from the things of the world. But he is not going to isolate us from this world. Because we are the light of the world. And we are the light of our world. And it was not your doctrine that blew them away. It was the change that God did in your life that shines so bright around everyone that knew you. That's what blew their mind. Our doctrine comes later, but we got to draw them to Christ first. And the Lord said, and your doctrine will draw them to me. No. He said, your good deeds. He said, men will see your good deeds and they will glorify the Father. Good deeds. Good deeds that are anointed and saturated with his love. And that's what God's trying to do to us. This Wednesday night crowd, that's what he's trying to do to us. He's not interested in you acting like a Christian. We have, we have so defined ourselves in that way. Now, I know Christian means Christ-like, or fo actually means followers of Christ, but, and, and, I, and, and I understand that. But that's not the definition of the world. The definition of the world is that they just simply confess Christ, and, and so you are a Christian. What is there, 8 billion people on this planet? And there's 1.7, 1.8 billion that follow after Christ in some form or fashion, mostly Catholicism. And so they, they see this thing called Christian everywhere, but do they see Christ In very few. But I believe they can see Christ in every person that's in this building tonight. They can see Christ. And, you know, <clears throat> when things are going good, things are going right, everything is perfect, and everybody likes you, and you like everybody, they're not seeing Christ. No, they're seeing Christ when your boss chews you out 
because a coworker lied on you. And your boss didn't even give you the opportunity to explain. He just assumed and just chewed you out and threatened to fire you. That's the opportunity for them to see Christ. They see Christ when circumstances arise. Here it is. They see Christ when circumstances arise, when the flesh would act a certain way, but you act a totally different way. And they go, what is that? That is Christ. And I believe the Lord wants to speak to us and minister to us about becoming more like him. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, and I'm closing. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is what? Which is your reasonable service. The candlestick. See, that's what he needs from us. He's placed the candle on the candlestick. And now we have to yield ourselves. Even to the point of sacrifice. So that this candlestick can be holy and acceptable to God. Romans 6 and 13, he says, Don't yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. He's not writing this to sinners. He's writing this to the church. Don't yield your members to unrighteousness, which leads unto sin. But yield yourselves to God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Let's stand. We want to use or allow God to use our bodies. What does that mean? Your mind, your temperament, your attitude. It's not just, it's not just taking this physical body and forcing it to come to church. It's not just taking your physical body and forcing it to give and offering and tithe and missions and all the things that pastor and the church is involved in. It's not, uh, it's, it's not just forcing your body to dress a certain way and, and, and behave a certain way and don't eat and drink certain things and all of these things that we equate Christianity to. And all of that is a part of it. But it's more than that. Because there's every one of us in this building, every one of us in this building knows someone who's got all of this down perfect. But this is not really good. We all know that. We've met them. And we... We have been programmed 
for this to represent Christianity. But if we get close enough, and they can see us from a distance. <laughs> but if they get close enough, they're going to go, Woo, I didn't know that dog was dead. I saw that dog from a distance. Man, when I got close, he said, you're full of, you're full of dead men's bones. You got everything else down. You're perfect. Oh, yes, you're perfect. You got the law. You got it down to the tiniest measure, Jesus said. He said, but you're full of dead men's bones. And God is looking for people, and I believe that that people is here tonight. A people who is willing to say, Lord, okay, not just this. This matters. This matters. Don't go out and be crazy. And think that now you can just be nice to someone and be crazy and everything else. No, it's, he said, he, he said, to glorify him in what? Body and what? Spirit. So we're to glorify God in both. So it's not to do away with this. It's to fix this. It's to fix this. So that when someone sees something so beautiful. And then they come close to it. And the closer they get, the more beautiful it is. And they're like, wow, this is impossible. You're right. It is. And if it wasn't for the candle on the old candlestick, ain't no telling what you'd be getting right now because you just cut me off in traffic, so this would not be pretty. But the candle on the candlestick changes everything. And that's what the Lord said. That you and I are the light to our world. Every day, you have got to get up with that in your mind. If I don't shine, then they're in darkness. The people that see me, the people that meet me, the people that know me, if I don't shine, they're in darkness. Because I am their light. Lord, we come to you tonight. We thank you for your word. I thank you for these incredible people that are here tonight, God. We love you and we praise you, Father. We have, we have fulfilled Romans 12 and 1, and we have sacrificed our bodies, a living sacrifice unto you. We have chosen to do things that we know God will bring glory to your name and, and, and to treat our body in such a way, God, that it is pleasing to you and to keep our body away from the filthiness of this world and, and, and God, immorality in our mind and spirit and the way we dress and, and the places we go and the things we say. And, God, we have separated ourselves and, uh, from the world and have dedicated ourselves unto you. And, and now tonight, God, we present ourselves before you and we ask, oh, God, that we would really begin to deal with our spirit, that we would begin to deal with our attitudes. And, Father, that every 
everywhere as we go, we would begin to show forth the attributes of Christ in every situation that comes up. God, we would show forth the attribute of Christ. Whatever that situation may be, it may require peace or patience. It may require love or, or gentleness or goodness or whatever it is. But God, Father, that you would help us because, Lord, that's when the light truly shines. That's when it shines brighter, God, than anything. Lord, if we if if we destroy it with our attitude, then nothing else matters. But God, if we can begin to portray the attributes of you, then God, everything else that we do will shine so much brighter. Oh Lord, put your candle on our candlestick. Help us to shine bright in our world. Let men see you. Let men be drawn to you by my actions. Let men be drawn to you by my deeds. Let men be drawn to you by my words. Let them be drawn to you by my attitude. Oh God, help us to check ourselves. Help us to examine ourselves and begin to work in these areas that we might show forth Christ in a mighty way to a world that is lost and dying God I pray and I ask it help us God you put the candle on our candlestick help us to show forth the attributes of Christ to show forth you to let that mind that was in Christ be in us to let the spirit that was in Christ flow through us and to love men unto you to draw men unto you by our actions and by our words Father we ask it in the mighty wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray and everybody say amen and say Lord help me let my light shine in my world. When you get up tomorrow, you will enter your world. And the question is, will your light shine? God bless you. I love you. Dismissed in Jesus' name. Greet one another, love one another, shine.